Welcome to the Wave Mag podcast. My name is Brian Dickerson. Today, my very special guest is Nick Hounsfield, who um, we all know from starting the Wave. Uh, we, we've had him on the podcast uh, twice before. Each time has been for something that's very Wave specific and focused. But during our last conversation, uh, I realized there's a whole lot more to Nick that I think you, the audience, would like to know about. So we're going to poke and prod Nick today on the show. <laughs> Nick, well, welcome to the Wave Pool Mac podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to speak again. We're going to jump right into it. And your life beyond the wave, um, there's heaps going on, and that's kind of what we're interested in today. Um, I'm really fascinated with your your Instagram life because you you run the gamut. There's uh, promotion for the wave. There's some really interesting art that you do. There's a lot of kind of philosophizing about new technologies, sharing new technologies um, that are out there. But the one we posted one of your or posted something. You were in there, and then in the comments, it was about circular pools, and uh, there were lots of comments about that. We had, and what I want to do, and I looked back through your feed, and I saw that there was uh, you had posted a circular pool a couple months ago, some artist rendering. And what I want to know is share with us your thoughts on circular pools. Wow. Okay, <laughs> circular pools. Um... How's that? Into <laughs> um... it, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Let's go straight into it. Circular balls. I mean, I, it makes it makes um, so much sense in terms of um, yeah that that sort of whole endless endless surf vibe in terms of being able to just go round and round and round in circles and be able to surf the perfect wave. Um, it's probably yeah. It's definitely something that I would have um, uh, sketched out on books when I was probably you know, less than 10 years old, um, like this sort of endless surf, um, uh, idea. And I think, you know, it, it's like everything. It's like everything within the wave pool industry is like anything is possible. It's just whether it's, it's, it's whether you should be doing it, whether it's worth doing it, what the cost of doing it might be. Um, and I know a lot of people have been, you know, I know Weber, I know, you know, wave garden have, um, um tested it um obviously kelly slater that was one of their first designs was trying to develop a, um, a circular wave pool um but the reality once you really get back into the physics of it and the amount of motion it stirs up and how that 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 motion is not dissipated it's hard to dissipate anyway um and the amount of infrastructure that you have to put in and around to dissipate the wave to make sure it doesn't become I mean, in the UK, we have magic mixes, thing, things that, that that just stir food around like like blenders. And it's you know, whenever I look at it, just from a pure physics dimension, it feels like a blender that you will just stir up um, the pool so much that it's it will destroy the quality of the wave and the ability to to reduce that turbulence and stop those currents moving. Um, I can't see past that. I, you know, I will always, I'd love, I'd love for that to be done. Uh, and I'm sure it could be possible. Um, but at what cost? And is it something that, yes, you could do it probably if you put loads and loads of money on it. But actually, if you, if you put that money into something that we know definitely can work, um, then, um, 
uh, then then that's probably going to be um, the more realistic case of of progress progressing that kind of um, um, uh, approach of making waves. So I love the concept. I love the imagery. I think I love the fact that you can, uh, you know, in terms of a very defined footprint. And um, I was working um, on a project uh, quite a long time ago, probably seven or eight years ago, where we were trying to create that within an amazing, an amazing bio uh, biome. Um, but it just was not feasible because of yeah because of the physics um, on it. So as a concept, I love it. I would love somebody to do it, but not with my money. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for your honest so, opinion. We have seen there are two companies out there who are still actively engaged in in making it work. Um, I know in the early days, everyone had a circular pool from American Wave Machines to Weber to Kelly Slater. Uh, but yeah, like you said, they probably ran into the same whirlpool problems that you're, you're describing. And that comes up a lot when, when, when people speak about, uh, circular wave pools not working, there is still a core group of people who, who believe in it and, uh, are seeing it, you know, everything from it going one way, stopping, letting the water settle, kind of like they do at the Kelly Slater surf ranch and then turning it the other way, you know, or um other things so hopefully uh someone yep. will 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 do that i think somebody will i think the the interesting thing is around so i think that i, I think it's called the okinawa uh, yeah you'll, you'll know exactly which one it is Okina. and if you're if if you're dissipating that into a vast body of water then like that's kind of interesting so i you know i do think that it'll happen and i think somebody will um will prove the concept that you can create it but it's then being able to make it financially viable to be replicable to be affordable you know all the other hallmarks of something that is sustainable for the future particularly financially sustainable um and yeah so you know it, it's 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 taking it's taking it from a um almost like um uh, proving the concept and then becomes a vanity project but then becomes a deliverable um, commercial entity. You know that's always going to be the steps as as wave pool um, uh, technology. Um, you know inventors and providers is, is is taking you know an amazing concept to a realization to a commercial viable prospect that could be repeatable. Um, and that's some people like to stay in the middle, and some people really want to venture. To the edges and and really be yeah really be pioneers and commercial pioneers in that space. Wow, and we uh, yeah we have seen that as yeah. the as the space has evolved. Could you draw a comparison yeah. like now with circular pools to the whole wave pool surf park space ten years ago? I mean, I know the wave before you opened you you looked at a few different technologies um, because at that time there was yeah. no uh, galvanized kind of proven model. Yeah, I mean, and and again, it it goes back to making waves, but also making waves that are financially viable and 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 commercially um, investable. Um, there's, there's there's a huge there's a huge jump between the two, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, definitely the the you know the ability to make waves. I mean, right back at the beginning when I was um, looking at this, um, and the very first time I went to to Wave Garden, where you know you look at it, it's like um you know 
beautiful Basque country, um, you know, built in a meander, this sort of empty lake, and suddenly this wave just pops out from um, from the midst and, and um, you know, just this perfect little wave there. But, you know, even even the evolution within one or two years, each time I went there, suddenly go, oh, actually, it's probably not very health and safety-ish, like having this foil running down this lake. We probably need to put some protection in there. And so that's when they built the pier and um, to make sure that it's sort of sheltered and, you know, it didn't destroy the waves. The wave was good and it was now sort of safer to get people in the water. Um, and yeah, just this constant evolution going on, which I just love. I, you know, it's, it's, I absolutely love it. I love seeing new technologies coming forwards. I love the harebrained ideas as well as the things that are very commercially viable and deliverable. Um, but you know, we're, as I say, we're right, we're still at the forefront of, of where we, you know, where we could get to, um, as an industry. Um, and that really excites me. I absolutely love it, but we, you know, we need to embrace all of um, the technologies. We need them all to succeed. And some will bring different things to different people and different businesses and different outcomes that people are wanting to create. Um, but they, we need them all to be successful. Um, uh, it's such a small nascent industry really. Um, uh, and you know, we just need to grow it and grow it sort of with, you know, responsibly, um, and make sure that sort of health and safety wise is, is, is really good. Um, and yeah, be a really good advocate for surfing as, as a sport, as well as obviously the opportunities, uh, beyond that, that it creates. Yeah. And, and going into that with, uh, the kind of concept and the growth of the industry and kind of welcoming all players, all technologies, sure. because that helps the, uh, vibrancy of the space as a whole, when you have more ideas put into the pool going, uh, back to where we first jumped in with, with circular. A lot of your, um, a lot of those concepts, the technologies that we're talking about started as, as sketches on, on notebook. What I've seen a lot from you lately, which, uh, I'm really fascinated with, and it is a whole lot of fun is your artwork that you're, you're posting, uh, through your Instagram account where I don't know how you're doing it. If you're giving AI commands, if you've learned Photoshop, but can you, can you talk to us a little bit about your, your art process? process for, um, you know, some of the, the images were the Eiffel tower with the wave breaking on the scene and, uh, their famous landmarks with waves near there. So what, um, inspires you to do that and how do you technically do it? Uh, technically, uh, I do it just through Photoshop. Um, and it, it came about because, um, go right back to the beginning, like there was, there was no, you know, when I, to me, um, wanting to sell the dream of uh, how we could bring surfing inland for the first time, I absolutely loved that sort of real juxtaposition of creating waves in a very inland location, like yeah. absolutely thick, dense trees around and farmland and woodland and buildings where you just normally wouldn't, you wouldn't see it. So it's like trying to create an obscure environment inland that you can create waves. So I toyed, toyed with it for ages, you know, I bought a MacBook, uh, and um, you know, and and learned to to Photoshop. My early ones were like super sketchy, um, uh, and um, but but slowly developed that. But um, as a skill, mainly because you know, once I when I started this whole way venture, it was pretty much just me. I you know I couldn't pay somebody to 
design some CGI's that would cost me probably a thousand pounds or right up to sort of five thousand pounds for somebody to actually um, start producing some print material and some some images of what it potentially could look like. So I just thought, well, you know, I, I'm just spend my spare time like understanding how I could start to blend that ocean environment into uh, an unnatural inland environment and start to blend that and blend it and blend it and just keep going with that. Um, and it was brilliant for me because we saved a ton of money in terms of starting to create a vision of what it could potentially look like. But actually, I guess a bit of that is also personal. Is like if I can, if I can, if I can see it, if I can almost feel what it could be look, what it could look like, um, then for me, I guess it gives a reassurance and a re- reaffirmation that like this is something that yeah, it would be so cool. Wouldn't it be so cool if we can have waves running down, um, you know, fields and waves running down um, woodlands, and then I guess over time. Uh, just playing around that was like actually you know we talk a lot around access for waves um, and surfing for the greatest number of people how cool would it be if we were able to start converting some really um, amazing um, very very well-known landmarks all around the world in cityscapes if we actually started to bring waves into those places um, by hook or by crook uh, and so just playing around with that concept, really, um, you yeah, know, putting one, you know, next to the, you know, Sydney Opera House the and, and you know, next, you know, in, yeah, exactly. It's like, you, you, you can take it anywhere. And I guess it's just that little, it's a little bit of a nod of, um, you know, this isn't, this isn't something just for the people who live by the coast. This could be something that is available in all cities and huge towns, um, and give access to all that sort of democratizing of, of surfing to people who aren't necessarily um, purely coastal based. So it's a little bit of a nod to that, and yeah, just a bit of fun yeah, as well. And it's uh, it, it's fascinating, and we will have uh, Rifton in Rotterdam, which will be centrally located open mm-hmm. air in uh, the Dutch city of, of Rotterdam. So that'll mm. be exciting in June, July, I believe that'll open up. Yeah, I, I'm so pleased that that, like when, because we were working with Surflock um, for ages and, you know, for us, it was, that would have been, that would have been, you know, really useful for us to have that as a, um, as a, as a showcase. And you know, I was really excited by that, that project um, 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 coming forwards. And yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked that, you know, Surflock have managed to get that, um, uh, that project away because I think that that will really open up a very different kind of water bodies, uh, number of water bodies. Um, people can start looking at it in a very different way. Um, so again, anything that's sort of progressing, you know, the sport and the industry is, yeah, it's kind of cool in, in, in my eyes. And the, and, um, talking about the, the process of making something, you know, happen and come to, come to life. It's, it's obvious you're, you're very driven. Um, I was speaking with uh, Nick Robinson uh, the other day, who used to host the podcast mm-hmm. here for us, and he had been for years trying mm-hmm. to get a wave pool going in Portugal. And so yep. our conversation, it'll be up on the site pretty fairly soon, uh, was about failure, was about rejection, and not making something happen. So it's a good story. He, you know, did everything right, would have done it the same way. It's just everything did not line up the way 
it needs to for a surf park or wave pool to come come to life. And while we're speaking, he mentioned that you had had something like 250 rejections or when you were trying to get the wave off the ground or <laughs> some phenomenal number or yep. did you keep track or can you share with us that that story of just like there had to be a period where where you knew the wave wasn't going to work. Like it's working now, that's great, but there must have been a point where you're like mm-hmm. screw it, I'm done. Or was there? Or did you just keep going? Can you talk to us about that? Um, <laughs> I'll try and do it without being emotional. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. So myself, yeah, myself and um, Craig, who was CEO, um, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we absolutely um, uh, sort of trotted a lot of leather across the streets of, uh, London and well, all, all, all over the world really, but particularly um, London to try and raise the investment for the wave. Where um, you know nobody ever, well, nobody to my face said that it was a really stupid idea. Um, <laughs> um, but um, and, and I think you know, um, you know what the feedback that we had was: come back and once you've proven it, come back and we will happily invest in number two um and to me to my mind you know um that's not good enough if like if somebody you know if somebody really wants to go all in they go all in on the first one and and takes you know takes the risk with us but also um potentially the rewards with it as well um so yeah we saw well well over 230 investors uh, over the course of about 18 months um, is really it was is really cool, really exciting time because you know you're constantly refining your pitch. You're trying to understand you know what are the what are the questions coming back to you. You know what are the challenges that we're we're being um, asked to solve. Uh, where can we get more information? How can we reassure? How can we de-risk this for investors and and, and all the rest of it? So huge amount of learning, and of course you end up with like this phenomenal black book as well. Um, off the back of it of people that you can go go to but actually um a, you know a lot of them become a black book of um without being disparaging people who really probably not going to be the right people for you anyway um because they're because you know you 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 know i feel like a real allegiance and a real loyalty for the people who really do take that risk um and really want to make sure that you know you're doing right by them um so i think that they're um so it's a really really interesting process without a doubt um and there were definitely times no actually there weren't definitely times there was one time that i didn't think that the whole project would happen and that was when it was nothing to do with finances actually it was it was to do with the land deal nearly breaking down uh and had a really tricky phone call with one of the landowners who said, "You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pull the rug under this whole project." And we were really close to getting the finances sorted, um, and and yeah, that was probably the only time I might have even spoken to you before about it, Brian, but uh, it was the only time where I sat down on my bed upstairs after the phone call and I was just properly slumped down and go, "Oh my god, I just don't think this is going to happen," um, and. And, you know, I was like really pretty despondent. I was crying a bit. And and then my son came in and said, oh, you know, what's the matter? 
it's just it's just too hard i just don't think it will happen uh and my son he was probably only like six at the time and just said um don't worry dad you always sort it out you there's always a solution you, you'll sort it out um uh, <laughs> the bugger so i had to like get up and go oh no <laughs> i'm now being held to account to it right about i better yeah. I better, I better get on and sort this out. And uh, you know, within within probably half an hour, it was sorted. I had to go and drive to meet up with the landowner, um, bit of pleading, and um, and and it was all back on 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 track. Wow. But um, it is relentless, you know, at that time, particularly at that time, because everything was far less proven that, than what it is mm-hmm. now. Um, but it is that relentless optimism that you you need as a founder of anything that is. I guess pioneering or you know is is game changing in 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 some degree mm-hmm. is that you've got to have that eternal optimism that that you know it will work out mm-hmm. in the end um and that's not to say you know say for instance with nick it's it's it, it could 100 percent just be a question of timing so you could go through that whole process right now as opposed to four or five years ago and suddenly that path has been clear mm-hmm. to it um um, but, but yeah, it's, it's tricky doing anything f- for the first time and, and it definitely should come with health warnings. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, <laughs> it has been, uh, it, it, just hearing your story. It's, it, it's inspirational. I mean, there are just a handful of you out there who did it for the first time and, and made it happen despite not having a whole lot of resources to pull from examples to show investors. I, I, I think. We'll have it easier now. You know, we can go to Japan, look at this wave pool. We can go to Australia, look at this technology yep. and fly around and, and see what's out there and kind of go shopping. Um, yep. Going yep. back, and not to be too disparaging, but I'm kind of, I get fascinated <laughs> by this because personally, I would have thrown up my hands, you know, and given up, uh, you know, long long before it would have been seen to to happen um and and that's mm-hmm. just me i spoke with uh matt he from uh colliers mm-hmm. uh the other day and i i had asked him the question about like people he, he's doing assessments okay you'll make this much money you know it could bring in this this is yep. a good scenario but there's the whole uh problem with you need to be very passionate to bring this project to life but at the same time, you can kind of have uh, passion project blinders on, meaning <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you want this to happen so bad, but then there aren't the numbers. Did you did you mm-hmm. run into that with uh, with the financial side of it with people? Like you were so like, this is going to work this way, but you know, you you overcame the that moment where you were on the bed and you were ready to like give up. Um, but you persevered. Were there any other other moments like that from the outside, from the financial side, people telling you you can't make it happen? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, probably financially, it, it's it's almost easier. Um, you know, the 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 emotional roller coaster of of keeping, you know, your optimism going and your hope going and and wanting it to to feel like it's not misplaced that it's it it, it could be real and it can be real and 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 driving towards that. And then the financial, they kind of, you know, in, in theory, if you've got your, if you've got your financials, right, they kind of don't lie and they shouldn't lie. Um, so, um, but, but again, it's, it, it's quite tricky because there wasn't a proven case, um, back then. Um, 
and you know even even now I, you know I've, I've i've seen some proposals you know come from come from other places where just going oh my goodness it's like this is this feels like something i would have written 10 years yeah. ago it's yeah. like this is fictional wow. it's like um it's it, it, yeah it's it's um it's not it's not been drawn upon uh real knowledge like current day knowledge of actually how these places and spaces perform you know like how wave the wave pool and wave park industry is like actually we have got a lot of knowledge now yeah it's been it's been a little bit sort of i i would say over the last sort of four or five years because of covid and all the rest of it it's the 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 the, the data from it is a little bit fragmented but what we can see is starting to see trends coming through on how we perform and and you know what works what doesn't work what we should be doing more of what we should be doing less of and how we market to people and how we don't market to people and you know so so this is we've got some real live data going on at the moment um i guess what i'm seeing at the moment is that that isn't necessarily reflecting on reflected in proposals that we're seeing and there is still a little bit of um future truths <laughs> um for want of a okay. better word it's like yeah that would be that would be that would be nice um but there's a reality check and and, and again as we mature you know both as a company and 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 the wave pool industry matures then i think we'll get better data um to be able to back up um you know how how we will perform um from a from purely financial point of view um and um yeah, but that, but at the moment, there there aren't many of us out there who are properly operating, uh, you know, needing to, you know, um, fill fill a lake, but equally make sure that we're doing right by our um, by our staff and by our wave makers and uh, and 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 that real complete holistic view of a business rather than pulling out the bits that potentially could bring in investment rather than looking at that full holistic um view of of a business and making sure you're setting something up um for real success a, a longevity success uh rather than something that might be able to bring in the investment to be able to get it built or might be able to turn a profit over a couple of years for you know um a, a particular investor actually something that is sustainable for the long term so that all of these projects are still going to be there and 10 20 30 40 years and expanding um so you know we're still again right at the start of it but that that um that information coming through now is like literally it's gold dust because 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 it's 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 the first time people okay. have done it wow so the people have uh access to this information and more power in putting together a good proposal and making something something work yeah, I would hope so. I mean, I think there's a certain amount of information sharing, but equally there is obviously there's, you know, there's there's an IP to this as well. And it's not through being, you know, we, me personally, I, I spent like 12, 13 years to, to you know, understanding and, and, and persevering and, um, and, and there's, there is a lot of IP in, in, in being the first movers in these spaces. Um, but equally, I think there's a responsibility to share as much as possible to make sure that they're all successful. Because the worst thing for us to do is to have a surf park that gets built maybe 100 miles or even 1,000 miles from us that actually fails because it's being based on um, on fiction, not truth. So I think the more we can share without feeling like we're giving away 
kind of the crown jewels um for want of a better expression is is yeah the more we can share it you know that's the most important thing and and you know i'd al- i'd always i'd always say look just reach out to you know us or other surf park developers to try and get you know some handle on 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 that truth so that actually um we all succeed okay wow and that uh goes into what my next question could you shortlist some advice for someone who's looking to make a wave pool mm. don't do it and spend your money on going to a wave pool <laughs> that's probably what i'd say <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um no um no i yeah i i get you know equally i get a lot of people asking um for for similar advice or or you know a little bit of a nugget of you know you know two or three things that you you know um would help you fundamentally you know um you know go back to um um at the early days and 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 uh again craig we 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 always used to have this sort of thing where you know you you've got to make sure that you've you need some land, you need some technology, um, you need technology, you know, partners who are really in it for the long term, uh, you need planning, you need an incredible team, and of course you need finance. Um, you know, those are the those are the main things you've got to tick off. Um and once you've got those things nailed, uh and you know, obviously for us it took ten years to do. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that probably realistically, if somebody's really, really passionate, really wants it. You could probably get uh, a surf park up and away in three to four years um, if if the stars align. Um, but fundamentally, I would just always say, you know, my my background's in healthcare. I've got no, I've got no reason to be in this space apart from I'm a massively passionate surfer, um, and I think I've got a really very clear understanding of the purpose of what we wanted to create, which is more around health and well-being making sure people have access to all the amazing stuff that i feel blessed i've been able to find through surfing and be able to share that as much as possible for people who are inland um now lots of people will have different kind of purpose different reasons why they want to do it it might be selfish it might be unselfish doesn't matter um but having a very clear purpose set out at the start is really important I would say um, building a team, always be um, the dumbest person in the room and be absolutely not afraid to ask questions. Absolute curiosity, stay curious, keep curious um, forever, like constantly asking, like what, you know, just constantly asking why, why are you doing this? You know, challenging the status quo of why things are uh, are done currently and how you can improve it. and I would say that those are the sort of key things is always be, be the dumbest person in the room um, and without doubt, stay curious and have very, very clear purpose as to why you want to do something. Because I think once you've got a very clear purpose and a very clear vision of what, you know, what um, I guess the sort of the perfect scenario is, then actually you can sell that with purpose, with with real clarity to other people to bring them on the journey. And I think that that you know those are, are probably the the sort of key takeaways for me um, in the space that I was wanting to create. Um, but you know, obviously, other people may have other other motivations. But to me, I think that that is the, the sort of key raw ingredients um, for you know for getting it built. Okay. And uh, during that process, you mentioned being the dumbest person in the room and always follow your curiosity. Is there something you learned? 
along this journey that you never imagined you would learn? Whatever it is, water filtration, energy consumption. Is there something you can point to that's <laughs> at one point in your life would have been beyond your comprehensive comprehension, but leading up to it, you're like, oh, wow, I get mm-hmm. that now. I can talk about, you know, fluid dynamics or whatever it is. Was there was there something like that you got to yeah. geek out on? Brian, it's literally everything. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> it is everything. Like how 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 waves are made and how you construct a lagoon and and the water, you know, filtration and how to build a business mm. and how to build, uh, you know, architecture sustainably and how to look look after land. <laughs> um, to it's it's wow. everything. Wow. It's everything. So there so it's was been quite um, a... um yeah it's yeah but you know it's it's, it's amazing because you know it's su- it's such a cool space to be in because it, it's got that you know there's I guess it's that combination of four five six seven different industries all combined all together um, and particularly as a founder I'm really blessed to have been at the front end of really having to learn and understand mm. all of it. Um, you know, I, I, no doubt as we um, develop to other sites, then I'll be able to offhand a lot of that learning, well, a lot, a lot of that responsibility to other people and pull people in who are just directly, they've got the answer or, you know, team that have already done it before. So um, I personally don't need to um, relearn what I've learned over the last 10 mm-hmm. years. But, oh my goodness, like my learning curve <laughs> is just um, off the scale. Um and I guess uh, for me, I just love to listen. I love to stay curious. I love to learn stuff. Um, and um, and that's why this whole journey to get the wave um, built was so, so great. I absolutely love it. I, I just, you know, cherish every moment of it, even though it's been a real roller coaster, because you're just constantly learning. It, could, I love it keeps it. it interesting, huh? Oh, totally. Totally. Um, so- Let's um add, as we close out, I would love to get your uh, take and reflections on where the wave pool space is now today and what's happening mm-hmm. at the moment that really excites you. Wow, yeah, reflect um, and think because there is so much going on right now. We've got 10 to 12 pools opening up this year. Um, we're seeing some new technology, some technology for the first time. Uh, the first mm-hmm. adopters in the space are, you know, taking their planning and making it happen elsewhere. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, it's it's in a really good space. I mean, it's it's you know, it, it it's great that it's, it's an ever evolving industry. It's obviously nascent. It's like it's ready to go. Um, I think that um, on reflection, obviously, I would say the downside would be around. COVID and obviously global economic circumstances and how that slowed stuff down. But equally, you know, if I'm looking like real helicopter view, say actually maybe that's that's a good thing. If you look at it from a sort of you know health perspective of the industry, actually maybe people needed to just kind of cool off and go, okay, you know, we're, we're almost in a gold rush and actually calming down that gold rush and being able to for people to really understand um what it takes to be able to bring forward these um uh these developments in a responsible way um so not suddenly flinging up 
four or five of these things in you know in a short space of time without really understanding how how the first one should have been developed and built and operated and um then actually i think this sort of self-imposed sort of um pause for want of a better word has probably done the industry good um but now i can see that we're going to start coming out of a phase of um you know being slightly hesitant um and then be able to go into over the next four or five years i see that this will start to grow much more again um with more projects coming online more technologies coming in um you know i think you know be interesting as more technologies come in how that's the cost of delivery could potentially come down but equally that needs to be balanced with the fact of cost of construction is going up and cost of finance is is going up so that sort of constant balance that's there but i see you know i see it a really bright future um uh, ahead of us i see some risks if we do it irresponsibly um i think that we need to absolutely keep on our agenda the climate crisis without a doubt uh we need to make sure that we are um not something for the rich um people that something that people can have access to um at, at you know all all ages all backgrounds and all abilities and also to absolutely make sure that we are are, are preserving um uh the surf the deep rooted surf culture that we've um, being able, you know, we're blessed with being able to be a part of, because otherwise, I think that there is also there's already a, a, a lack of authenticity because we are creating something that is fundamentally fake. But if we can make something that is as authentic as possible, whereby we're creating an incredible um, uh, experience for people who um, would never have access to that, and be able to understand the sort of rich tapestry of surfing and the surf culture um you know even giving them a hint of that um could be could be really great for a lot of people so i just think that there's huge opportunity but with that comes with a huge amount of responsibility and i would i would absolutely um <laughs> um ask anybody who's wanting who is in or wanting to go into that is to um to yeah act responsibly um before we close out, I wanted to ask you this. Where are you excited about going surfing next year? Which pool? There, there are a few new no. ones opening up. Um, where do you want to go? You know what? I haven't thought about it too much. I'm, I'm quite I'm quite intrigued. I am quite intrigued about um, the one in Munich, which I mm-hmm. think is coming um, through on at, uh, with uh, Endless uh-huh. Surf. I think I would like this year. Like I've, I've been so, 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 so focused on the wave. I, I Honestly, I never even managed to get up to surf Snowdonia and and surf it, which I feel really oh, bad yeah. about. Um, um, which is crazy, really, really crazy. But I but I hadn't. Um, so um, what I would love to do over the next probably year, year and a half, is to actually um, go to a few different ones, uh, understand the different technologies, and you know, experience them really, because it's you know it, it you know you can't to, to be to be at the forefront of of um of the surf industry but actually not properly being able to get under the skin and understand the particularly from the fluid dynamics and how it feels under your feet and properly surfing i mean the you know the other stuff like you know um the operation side and it's all really interesting 
but fundamentally we're here to create the the best experience uh riding waves and i'd love to try different different ones different technologies mm-hmm. um over the next year or so um so probably starting um with endless surf because they i think they're in munich's opening you know springtime which would be interesting um and then possibly some trips to um you know maybe urban surf and 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 see how some of the di- you know same technology but slightly different setup um feels um and if anybody wants to um invite <laughs> me to test their pools i'm always happy to give some feedback <laughs> anyway um but yeah uh, yeah it's 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 a cool space it's an exciting space but fundamentally it's about creating this amazing surfing experience um and um and riding waves which is why you know why most of us are in it um and so uh, any chance to be able to ride a wave is yeah would yeah, be great i think uh you need to write in a travel budget for r&d to uh, explore the other pools to see uh to, to <laughs> check them out and uh yeah explore that difference it's research nick yeah without a doubt yeah exactly <laughs> okay right on thank you so much uh for taking time out of your day and uh sharing your experience thoughts and and knowledge with with me and all of our listeners oh it's always a pleasure okay right on nick take care you too